0: Hello, and welcome to Swallows on the Wire, a podcast where I explore slowing down and taking time to really notice the nature that is all around us. I invite you to join me as I delve into the fascinating joys of the natural world and all it gives us if we stop for a moment and pay witness to its wonders. In this episode, I take a look at the small wild in my weekly diary from the 18th to the 24th of July. 2022. This week concludes a full year of nature watching with something written for each precious day. Swallows on the Wire will be back later in the year. Monday the 25th of July. The large birds take to cooler skies moved on blustery winds. Red kites, buzzards, crows and black-backed gulls. They saw twist and turn on powerful wings over golden-cut fields where barley and wheat have been stacked. There is a kind of hazed feeling to the day. The small rain overnight was too little to resuscitate, but at least a dampening of temperature will give a much-needed break from the onslaught of heat that has dried out the land. Fields of corn stand tall and deeply glossy green, packed shoulder-to-shoulder like the busiest of commuters. Sugar snap peas come by handfuls as French beans go over early. There are many young birds still about. A juvenile blackbird is at the feeder each day, chest beautifully mottled. Starlings line the roof and aerial in ever bigger groups. The bleached verges are punctuated with yellow ragwort, white umbels of yarrow and wild carrot, and purple thistles. It is the native and most wild that are surviving this strange season. The stones at the front are full of all this small wild, and I am glad for it. Yarrow, wild sweet peas, thistles, cat's ear, wood sage, toad flax, and more. Life continues but on its own terms. Hints of rain come from rolling grey clouds throughout the day, teasingly on and off. At 8.20pm, the sky is beautifully bruised, golden hour and dark cloud. Tuesday, the 26th of July. Mr and Mrs Blackbird and their juvenile come together at morning to eat and take turns bathing. Mr Blackbird is looking incredibly ragged as the males often do at this time of year. Feathers ruffled, torn and missing, a testament to his hard-won winds over summer. Sparrows have taken to the elder tree, gorging on berries that are turning to their dark, glossy black. Walking through the village, there is evidence that the roads have melted in patches, slick black sheens, further impact of the heat we have had. Bindweed and thistledown, ragwort and yarrow fill in the verges and under trees. Mallow and great willow herb adding pinks and purples to the palate. It is overcast and still. A new brood of fluffy baby sparrows come to the feeder together, Many gulls circle in a feathered, slow cyclone above the fields, their white and grey shapes becoming lost against the grey and white clouds that fill the sky. There is hard drizzle in the afternoon. Blackberries turn glossy and dark. Wednesday, the 27th of July. Small puddles on the table and benches outside tell that enough of the small rain fell to at least linger on these hard surfaces. Cat's ear has sprung up in the lawn as if in reaction to this little reprieve. The small bursts of yellow stand proud out of the brown grass. Gatekeeper butterflies sit on the wild oregano that has flowered purple heads. The waterfall of brambles that tumble from high up to spill over the greenhouse is full of the immense chattering and bubbling and clicks and squeaks of many starlings. A donkey brays loudly in the distance and a buzzard cries up high. Voices carried far in the morning air. Teasels are wearing their crowns of purple, which the bees enjoy very much. The sun is strong again and I bathe my face in its early warmth. A soft breeze blows occasionally against my cheek. On a small walk with mum, we look for the swallows and find only one or two stragglers darting across the sky or swooping low over a field among house martins feeding. Standing next to them, the corn shows itself to be immense in height, towering over our heads. Umbellifers spread their frothy white heads in the banks, luring in a variety of insects, including wasps and soldier beetles. Slows are ripening. The sky looks thunderous and threatening, but it is all an empty promise. Thursday, the 28th of July. Blackbirds and chaffinch are first at the feeder. The blackbirds have taken to bathing in the bigger tray on the lawn, tucked under the light green hanging leaves of wisteria. With the drop to more normal temperatures, there are signs of recovery. The neon pink and white rose has opened new flowers. Ragwort, previously dry and ragged, has sent out new little suns. The salvia hotlips is dotted with crimson and white, and bees of varying kinds are making the most of it. The wind has shaped a blanket of soft clouds into ripples and bars across the sky. In the field at the front, the sweet corn that stands easily seven foot tall waves huge long leaves in thick and glossy streamers. Heads of pale froth float like anchored ribbons when the wind blows. Shoulder to shoulder, they stand as an army. Crops are being taken down early, and the dust that plumes from them coats everything in filmy sheens. The cats arrive home filthy and with fur full of it. Sunflowers glow in the remnants of late evening sun. They are small and short this year, stunted by heat, but a smile all the same. Friday the 29th of July 6.30am and the sky is a perfect pale blue with not a cloud to be seen. Merely seconds after I filled the feeder, it is swamped by at least 20 starlings and one collared dove. Fat and fluffy baby sparrows come next when the cacophony of squabbling dies down and then the great bulk of the wood pigeon. The heat returns. Not as ferocious as a week ago, but strong and building on the parched world. I sit in shade and watch the back of long grasses pressed forward on a gust of wind. The same exhale showers hawthorn leaves down in a storm. There is enough leaf litter on the crisp brown grass that it looks like autumn has come early. The trees are saving themselves by discarding what they can – the down of thistles and dandelions float gently in the air like dust motes, lazily twirling and bobbing on invisible air currents. There is a dry rustle all around. A wren calls a high-pitched peeping sound from within the boughs of a tree. It is so small it seems impossible, and as it moves down the tree line it disappears altogether, leaving only its voice. Saturday the 30th of July. A goldfinch sits in a cloud of thistledown, its legs lost in the white as it happily pecks away at the seeds. Errant tufts escape and float away on the breeze. Great willow herb is going to seed also, and delicate strands of white cling between petal and flower. By morning it is very warm, but with squinting light, the sun sitting behind white cloud momentarily breaking through before being hazed again. Green gauges are temptingly close to ripe. An occasional crashing sound comes from the tree line as apples fall prematurely, small and hard into long dry grass below. Buzzards are mewling up high, circling on warmth and wind. The sun has made it through, but the wind still blows, huge white clouds across the blue. It doesn't last, and the sky fills again with grey, and the heat is pushed down heavy upon us. White trumpets of bindweed face upwards, straining towards the sky, dotting out of the grass, calling to small insects that fill the cones. Honesty hangs its translucent ovals of silver pennies, the flat round seeds within easy to see as the sun shines through the papery shapes. Fuchsia is decorated with its pretty droplets of bright pink and purple. They hang pendulously and sway at the green tips. A wasp crawls a long distance over dead grass, seemingly searching for something. It stops now and then and burrows its head down. Appearing to not find what it needs... It sets off once more. The buzz of flies crisscrosses lines in the thick air. Sunday, the 31st of July. Jackdaws and cockerels cool in the morning. There must have been rain overnight as the ground is wet. Although it is grey and damp and there is a strong wind, it is still strangely warm. Crickets chirrup from within the shelter of long grasses. It is always surprising how loud and close they are, and yet so rarely ever seen. They are masters of camouflage. Leaves and apples fall. On the last day of July it feels as if a change is upon us. An early closing. The intense heat and drought having brought things forward by a month. Tiny droplets of drizzle speckle on my skin. A flush of starlings launch from the ground in a squeaking fluster as I walk past. They circle round, jabbering, and land on the roof. Fir cones nestle in the grass like small round hedgehogs gathering. Hawks hang lanky bodies over walls or poke up from out of the middle of hedges. Between banks of looming black cloud the sun is hot light and dark dancing in shared space taking turns for centre stage. I sit in a ripple of shadows from leaves being shaken. After work I walk the short way to the wire where the swallows began this year of nature watching. The wire is bare and I am sure now that they have gone, on verges, Bindweed has entwined and bears the pretty wide-open flowers with such variation of pinks and whites. Elderberries hang in heavy clusters on bright red stems. Beneath them slows darken. Dock stands tall in burnished copper and is interwoven with thistles of purple and down. At the end of my walk, I stand in a warm wind that blows strongly from the west. Grass bends around me, leaves and down are whirled into storms that swirl, trees sway, and I hesitate to turn my feet home because I feel I am already there. A year has turned and brought me with it. My feet kick up dust from a dry path as I continue. Thank you for listening to Swallows on the Wire. You can follow Swallows on the Wire on Instagram at Swallows on the Wire or follow more of my works by visiting my website jenny-may.com.